0: Welcome to another episode of Where in the Folk? Today, I'm Cecil Fletcher, as always, and we're joined by Hadley Thorne, one of our favorite people in the world, and I'm Miss Lisa, and Miss Lisa, where in the Folk are you? I'm uh, in Utah right now. All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I was uh, born in Iceland, grew up there for a little while, and then in Sweden for a little while back in Iceland, then in Norway, and then I came here.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a lot of content. Um, Lisa, where can they find all your content?
1: So I have a blog that's called mysticiceland.com, and I try to stay active on there. And I have a, my Twitter is IcelandMystic, and I try to stay active on there as well. I also have a um, Facebook page that I call mystic Iceland that I try to stay active on. So that's pretty much where my content is.
2: I'm about to friend you on all those things. So. <laughs>
0: awesome. <laughs> At least since we're starting off with all the plugs, what all have you got going on right now?
2: Well, there's so much stuff um, we're doing watching weird weekly. Now we do it live stream on Facebook and YouTube um, that's where we get together you know and you can, you've you been on we talk about movies and we goof around uh, we're doing we're back doing the roundtables again for where we have just discussions with a bunch of people and about weird stuff I've got audible on hopefully we'll have my audible book coming out soon it's in production right now and I'm probably going to finish up the third book before the end of the year wow. so all the stuff.
0: Awesome. And I, I love watching uh watching weird. I do that. I've watched the last couple, I think maybe three, four, five, something like that. <laughs> Cause I love movies. That's my it's my jam. But um Lisa, what motivated you to start Mystic Iceland?
1: Age probably. <laughs> not like living away from uh Iceland. Uh basically also my family and my friends, because that's my entire family is there it kind of there's just always a part of you that kind of your roots are get stronger with age i think Mm -hmm. so i started just kind of reading more about iceland just to not to forget my roots and then i like oh yeah i remember this from when i was a kid and so i just kind of got sucked into the history like my my own ancestral history and just the history of iceland and then I started realizing that a lot of the younger generations were kind of mocking, you know, had the, the culture, the elves, the ghosts. That, you know, it just kind of, how can people believe in that? And it was just kind of ridiculed and people kind of forgot about what it truly meant, you know, back in the days. And so uh, I kind of felt the urge to... Retell their story in a way that the newer generation or younger generations can kind of understand their thought process better. Like, oh, maybe it wasn't so stupid to believe in elves or ghosts. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, for sure, make make it more um, acceptable to the newer generations.
0: Every time you say elves, it sends a chill up my back because I have a real fear of small bipedal creatures. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, um, I've I've talked about with Lauren Smith before, like I could fight a bear right now, but if I've seen an elf, I would would die. I'd die of a heart attack. I don't know the true meaning of elves, though. Like in Iceland, what are the elves? I know that's not one of the questions. I'm curious about that, though. So there is a big misconstruction of what elves are,
1: and that's at that their small because they're not they're actually human sized nice so you don't have to be I can still uh,
2: <laughs> <one>.
1: <laughs> So
2: um, li- yeah, um you, Lisa i yeah. actually had read somewhere that the the word that y'all use for elves in Icelandic actually means like the unseen folk is oh, that the true folk
1: yeah the yeah. folk is means hidden people Yes, and it's synonymous to elves yeah
2: awesome i'm very interested in all that um i use a lot of folklore and legends and myth in the books that i write primarily from that area of the world so i love it i can't wait to hear more about mystical iceland
0: Are are elves like are they are i guess they're magical creatures right like what what can they do? Like
1: to try to uh, put it in like a pretty package for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> they exist. They're basically humans in another dimension, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But they um, so uh, the folklores about the elves. Um, they're they're usually nice people, uh, elves. <laughs> But if you disturb them or piss them off, they become very angry and they could kill you. Like they are fierce. Um, They don't like to be pissed off, basically. And they're known to um, kidnap human kids and sometimes even trade them off with their own kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I need to up on them because, uh, like I said, the only thing that I've ever heard about them is that they're tiny little creatures and... Uh, I guess it's some kind of phobia, but I tried to stay away from it and never read about it, but I will now since they're average size.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Dé Dinan in Ireland, they're supposed to be human size as well, actually taller, um, fair folk, and they came from a ship across the sky. So I love these legends, and I mean, I'll be honest, I believe these things. I believe that at some point in time, magic steps sideways from our world. And by magic, I mean mythical type entities. That's what we, we what we refer to as myths now. And I believe that they still exist. It's just on a plane that we can't see. Or I believe at certain times of the year we can. But necessarily, um, unless you have a site for that sort of thing, I don't think that they choose to interact with us, which I don't blame them.
0: I don't either. There's uh there's madmen out here. <laughs> no, there
1: is a hold on. There is a YouTube video, or there was. I watched it like I want to say like maybe four or five years ago. So it probably is still there, and it's a a documentary about this guy in Iceland who says that he. So, the húlfafolki live in the cliffs. Or in the mountains or, you know, any bumps, rocks or whatever. And he says that he goes into certain cliffs and he actually has a relationship, a romantic relationship with one of the um, elves. And he goes there every once in a while. And you might probably find that interesting. I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah,
0: see if I can find it. Thanks. that would be fun to watch, actually. I mean, <laughs> what are some of the weirdest things that you actually researched from around Iceland? Like, what you would consider the strangest? So, I,
1: I thought about that, and I was, like, thinking about the things, and I'm like, well, I can't say it was weird researching about elves, because when I was a kid, I would run around in the lava field searching for them. So, it wasn't weird to... You know what I mean? That wasn't, yeah. it wasn't crazy. Um, I think when I started researching the experimental society, um, that was when my, it was the most bizarre to me because. I try to be as logical as I can and as scientific-minded as I can. So I, I kind of try to, if I, if I wanna believe something, I try to explain it away as good as I can. But spiritism was, you, it's hard to explain that, <laughs> to some make sense? When people have these experiences um, with seeing or communicating with the dead, I don't know how to explain that away. And so it was pretty um, mind-boggling to research that.
0: That is pretty crazy. Is there, like, uh, Iceland is one of the places that I guess you can consider that, like, the cradle of humanity, one of the places, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is there, like, a lot of ghost sightings in Iceland? Like, is it known for its paranormal?
1: Yeah, so... You, you basically you can't go to iceland and not be in those places it's impossible and a lot of the a lot of the stories uh, where thing where these things took place are guest houses now or hotels so they're everywhere they're in the city they're out in the country they're they're just everywhere
2: okay so years ago i read in the book that again talking about magic that when magic left this earth that it was still alive in iceland and that's one of the things that's drawn me to it and since since then i have actually found out that one of my ancestors like on dna match my dna matches one of um the original settlers that's burial plot has been found um it's in the the viking burial boat But anyways, one of my ancestors is like a 96% match for me. So I'm real vested in going, but I'm just curious to talk to someone who actually has lived there and grew up there and is interested in the folklore and mysticism of it all. That would you say that's an accurate statement? And how would you say that you have experienced that sort of connection uh, with the energy of it yourself?
1: You can't be in Iceland and not feel the energy. <laughs> it, it's um it's one of those things where you almost have to be there to know what it is, if that makes sense.
2: Yes, it does.
1: Um when I was um, when I first started Mystic Iceland, um, I would have a uh, Taurus, Icelandic Taurus, like just message me out of the woodwork and they would all say the same thing that they just felt like the earth just drew them in like the energy was so strong and when they got home and they were telling their friends we're gonna go there again and and, uh, they always I think I had a handful of people and it's like it's almost like we got together and chose a script or something (laughs) but they would like say that their friends didn't understand why they want to go back to Iceland. you have all these other countries and they're all much cheaper. Why do you want to go back and experience the same place? And there's like, they just don't understand. You have to go to know what it's like. And I don't know. It's like drawing <laughs> so there has home, to be something. you home. Yeah. There's just, it's just some energy that you just, I don't know. It's, you don't really even know what it is when you're there. You just know that the feeling is there, if that makes sense.
2: It does, it does to me. Mm-hmm. When I moved from Mississippi to North Carolina, it's like that. I, you can't put it in words, but Mississippi has a feralness to it and a wildness that other places don't have that I've been to. It's very raw. And there's a lot of, it's like, it's a lot of wild energy here. It's just, like mm-hmm. I said, you could only, if you've been here, you would know, but it's, um it's really different.
0: Right. You need to come to South yeah. Kentucky. <laughs> 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 it's crazy around here. Now, the one thing that I've always liked about Iceland is it's just, it's just beautiful. Like, it's amazing looking like. I've seen some – I'm looking at stuff right now. Some of these waterfalls are awesome. I just wanted to say that. <laughs>
2: it, it looks like another world. It, it just really – it's beautiful.
0: It really is. I want to climb this hill. Huh. What do you think causes, like, supernatural exper- experiences in your own personal belief? Like, when we were talking about ghosts, do you think that ghosts are, are like, real spirits, or do you think they're, like, imprinted energy or – that's always been one of the things that we like to ask people when we first talk to them because we don't know either um right we kind of float on both sides that could be both possibly you know what do you think it is
1: my um my belief is fluid it's it's like i'll be researching like a certain story and i'm like oh my gosh that makes so much sense i that's probably true. And then I'll read it as I research a different story where that explains it slightly different. I'm like, well, that could be true too. That would mean that the other thing that I research is probably not true. And so I kind of try to stay open-minded because I have no idea. And so I don't want to, I want to try to keep my mind as open as possible. And in order to kind of take, take out, my understanding from all of the different aspects and kind of try to make it my own. And so. I. I don't think there is one answer, if that makes sense, I can't say, yes, ghosts are this because, yes, maybe in one instance, in a certain, you know, maybe you experience instances where ghosts are a certain thing and in other instances, maybe there's something different. But at the, um, the end of it all, I think it's all about the energy. Because I think we're all energy. If you look, if you take apart the DNA, it's all, it's just energy at the end of the day.
0: True. Um, and so that's what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one that believes everything. So at this point, after all the answers I've heard, uh, I believe it's everything alternate we're getting glimpses into alternate dimensions we're seeing people that's actually passed. we're seeing imprints of things that's happened in the past i kind of just believe it all at this point i'm gonna to have to narrow it down myself one day <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen something that you would consider a spirit or anything ghost or have you ever I'm, I'm
1: very good at explaining things away like, because I, when I, when something, when I experience something, I always think, oh, I'm sure there is a logical explanation for this. You know, I think we all, I think everyone has those experiences where they're like, that, that was weird. Where, you know, and then you just kind of move on because you're almost too scared to go down that road. Um, the only, The most concrete experience that—that's kind of like, you know, how you have that one experience that never leaves you, <laughs> no matter how much you try to push it away, it just keeps popping up.
0: It was the first time I saw myself in a full-body mirror. <laughs> 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 it was pretty bad. <laughs> Did you ever? Have, what was your experience? Did you ever have one?
1: I. I lived in a town, it's a small town um, outside of Reykjavik, it's like 20-minute drive, it's called Kvěra Gerbe, and there's a mountain right there, so me and my friend, so we were in like fourth grade, and uh, we used to always walk up to the mountain and just climb it, go hiking, I mean, what else do you do in a small town, on an island? (laughs) and so we were on our way back and there's this tiny little cliff to that you can climb down it's kind of a shortcut but it's not really a shortcut because it's not you shouldn't climb down there it's a cliff and so i told her hey let's let's climb down here for fun for sure and she she's like no (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so i kind of nagged at her because i don't know why you know, brain damaged child, I guess. And so she said, well, we can do it if you go first. And so I said, okay. And so I go, I start climbing down and I realize that I'm stuck. I can't go back up because I don't have a, anywhere for my hands to go. And I can't go down because my feet don't have a place to go either. If I jump that's not a good thing either, (laughs) because it was too far down. So I told her, I said, I'm stuck. And she said, hold on, I'll go get help. And so she went somewhere, she went out of my sight anyways. And this guy comes, and he grabs my arm, and he lifts me up. And so I stand up to thank him. And he's he's gone. And so my friend comes walking and, and I'm like, thanks for, thanks for finding that guy for me. He helped me. And she's like, she's like, I didn't find anyone for you. And I'm like, you know, yeah, he was right here. He helped me up. And she's like, no, it's like, Oh, well he came here. You must've been, you know, you must've gone somewhere while he came. She's like, I didn't go anywhere. I was right here. And and I just kind of like, well, he was here. You just didn't see it. What did he look like? I don't remember. I mean, we're talking 40 years ago almost. (laughs) So I have no idea who it is. I love stories like that. But I mean, it could have been a guy and she just might not have seen him. You know, it's just one of those things where she said she was right there. She would have seen if somebody was there. But I know he was there because I wouldn't have gotten up
0: without him. (laughs) That's so, Wow, that's so, great. That'd be fun. I wonder if I wonder if he had a nice beard. I'm all about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Maybe
1: it was it maybe it was his beard that I held on to and maybe. pulled me up, climbed up it.
2: So have you had anything else like that happen?
1: Nothing, nothing concrete like that. That was I don't even know if that was anything, if you know what I mean. It's just I just, I don't know. That's just one of those things. I always wondered what actually happened. I wonder if I created something in my mind. <laughs> but um, that's probably the most concrete thing. So. But you
2: still remember it. That's the thing. 40 years later, you still remember it.
1: Well, it's, it's just always been there because I've always wondered. And I, I thought it was funny because... Um, while I was researching, I was reading a story of, uh, of his name is Ingold because the mountain that I was climbing on was called ingolv's Fiat. So it was his mountain. And it was, they talked about how uh, when he died, he was buried up on that mountain and that he has been known to travel on that mountain as a ghost
0: since... Wow. So that
2: kind of stuck with
0: <laughs> That's, That's incredible. incredible. That's probably what it was. It's probably that felt. Well, <laughs>
2: no, I mean, what, where I go when I hear this story is where I live. And I mean, I don't know, is Iceland's a different country, but if a man helped a child up, he would check on her. Are you okay? And ask some questions before he left. He wouldn't just leave without checking on the child to make sure she was okay so that's what I would think is that you know anybody would ask a a, you know fourth third or fourth grader are you okay did you hurt yourself before they went so um but I am one of those people who I want to believe in things beyond what we see I, I want to believe those things
0: Do you think that humans can have a direct influence on the areas? Like, do you think, like, um, if people do, like, witchcraft and summoning, conjuring, and, like, even white magic, like, do you think that that has a lot to do with, like, the influences of paranormal in locations like that?
1: So, um, the book that I'm working on has a lot of stories similar to that.
2: Ooh, I can't wait. When's it coming out?
1: So, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm one of those people who uh, almost like a perfectionist. I, I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist, but when it comes to my writing, I get really anal to the point where it's almost like a self destructive. you know thing so i finished it but then i'm like oh now i gotta change this and i gotta change that oh i should probably do this different oh this doesn't flow right and all of a sudden i've just totally mutilated the book and so i'm i'm just i'm almost finishing touches and i'm almost to the point where like you know what screw it i just need to (laughs) get it out before i you know make changes and then regret it anyways
0: what do you think that Iceland is so spiritually charged? Like it seems like there's a lot of things ha- that's supernatural that happens from the like from the foresight to the hauntings and all the and everything like that. Why this particular country would there be so much happenings like that? What's do you think it's just in the heritage?
1: Yeah, you have to you have to look back at the culture. Well, first of all, you have the Norse coming in. 800 something and they're bringing with them all their um you know beliefs put it that way i don't want to call it religious maybe it is religious beliefs heathenry and uh so in the very beginning when the when iceland is being um you know is settled it's being settled by heathens who are praying to multiple gods, they are making sacrifices, they are doing all kinds of magic, yeah. and so that's the foundation, that's where we're basically evolved from. And in the year thousand, um, Denmark decides to make Iceland um, Christian, you know, they bring in Norway also, they send all these. Um, missionaries, if you will, to try to Christianize it. And they decide, you know, because they were basically being threatened. If you don't become Christian, then the Norwegian king, he was going to take over Iceland. So either they were going to become, they were going to be under the king, or they were going to have to become a Christian nation. And so they basically decided um, listen, on the, on the outside, let's be Christian. But what you do in your own home, you can do whatever you want. Just don't tell anyone you're doing it. So that's the Christian Iceland. <laughs> and so basically, uh, Jesus became or God became one of their gods. He wasn't any, they didn't reject him. He just became one of many so they prayed to him or made sacrifices to him but just not because he was christian but just because he was a god so you have you have this island where the weather is extremely harsh um people didn't really have a lot of money they didn't have a lot of food um the the way of survival it was extremely hard place to live and sometimes the only way to um, find a way to survive was to go to something supernatural because all your physical means were out of the question you've tried everything there's nothing left so why not try some magic and see if it works
2: when we talk about energy and all it's what you make of it all energy is basically the same and then it's how you put it out like if like if you have ill intent then that's a darker you're making that energy with forming it with ill intent Hmm. but the energy's neutral
0: yeah that makes sense that that does make a lot of sense and you know there's a lot of lore about the witchcraft in Hmm?
1: lisa why don't you tell us about your book i am so i actually ended up um cutting my book in half and making two books out of it because um the material is so vast and i'm actually i ended up writing a third one which i'm working on too so but um to the the main book um it's about the experimental society and the members or the people involved in it. Um, I don't know. Have you, do you guys know what the experimental society is? I was about to ask,
2: could you explain to us what that is?
1: I don't think I do. So, um, it's basically the first organized spiritist society in Iceland. Um, You have people of high prominence that they were you know priests yeah um, authors or poets so they were all like kind of important people in society and they got together because they wanted to learn more about the afterlife um the main the guy who uh founded the main founder his name is a not quad on his dad and, and his grandfather they were all priests so when he grew up on the farm he grew up Homeschooled, and a part of that homeschooling was obviously religion or, you know, the Bible. And he never felt that the Bible taught him enough about the afterlife. It just didn't make sense to him. He wasn't happy with their teachings. And so it was very important to him to figure out more about it. And uh, he ended up going to school in Denmark where he met this Danish um, girl that he married. They moved um, they lived they moved over to they were on their way to Canada and they stopped by Minnesota for a while and then they moved to Canada and um, she got pregnant. They had a baby that died right away and then she got pregnant again and uh, she died during childbirth. And then that child died two months later. So in that short period, he loses his entire family. And so he goes to Iceland. And so I can understand where his need to understand the afterlife, you know, it's not just some curious guy, if you know what I mean. He has a strong urge to understand what's going on with his life is how I see it. And uh, so him and some other people, they, try to organize themselves to learn more about the afterlife and so it's a, they call themselves the experimental society because they were experimenting with uh, the energies how to um, how to summon it and they wanted to make sure that uh, the people who were involved in um, the um, Experiences that were presented to them—they were true. They were actually real. You didn't have some guy that was pretending he could do something. If you know what I mean, it was very important to them to keep everything authentic, in real. And you know, they weren't there to try to trick people into spiritism or here's a ghost, but it's actually a sheet. That, I mean, that was just a huge, big no-no to them. That was not acceptable. And so um, they uh, they tried. They started out by um, gathering themselves in a circle. They had their hands on the table, and they were trying to contact um, the other world. And it didn't work out. It didn't really work out for them until this um, nineteen-year-old boy came in. And when he walked into the room or into the meeting that he'd been invited to, they uh, said that the table just got picked up and was thrown over to the other side of the room and this freaked out this kid because he he had never been to this before and when he was invited he kind of laughed at it and made a mockery of it didn't want anything to do with it but decided to go anyways and so they kind of grabbed a hold of him and uh, told him that they needed him they wanted to research his abilities basically so he became the first medium wow
0: that's pretty cool incredible
2: do you have any like myth or legend of any animals there that aren't there anymore
1: so the only uh there are there is a legend of a um a bull that um that he he drags his own skin so he's basically he doesn't have skin but he drags it behind him. That makes sense.
0: A bull that drags its own skin so it's like pre-cut.
1: <laughs> it's like it's flawed, but he's dragging it. That's,
2: that's very gruesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun to see. I'd like to wrap up. Oh he
1: he appears in a lot of ghost stories.
0: Ah. Uh, ghost so. and I, I love ghost stories like just in general there. And I'm gonna have to start reading this because I'm looking over your website right now. And there's a lot of cool content on here.
1: I try to make sure that uh, all so in the very beginning um, I wanted, so Iceland is very expensive. And when you're a tourist, everything costs money. If you want to do a tour of anything, it's expensive. Hotels are expensive. So I thought, well, if I can just make a book and, sell it for 2.99 or something at Amazon then you know that's a cheap way for a tourist to experience a side of Iceland they never would have in you know in any other tour and so I made sure that every story has a location so you can go visit where the stories took place
0: that's pretty cool Once and the- that
1: should be on the website too should have all the
0: addresses what is this, a uh, candle stealer?
1: He's a Santa. Oh, <laughs> he's not. Well, we don't. We don't have a Santa Claus. We have several of them. Oh yeah. And he is one of them.
0: Uh, is it all these Yule lads? They're like the version of yeah. Tr- I mean, so a, a sausage wife. <laughs> that sounds horrible.
1: <laughs> so when you're when, when you grow up in Iceland, you uh, you told the story of, of Grilla. Grilla is um, their mom, and their dad. His name is Lepalude, and they have a black cat. And Grila, um, she is a mean, mean woman who eats kids.
0: <laughs> so she'll
1: she'll send her black cat down. Um, to the towns at night where he, and he'll search for bad kids. Bad kids have a certain smell to them, so they'll know who's bad <laughs> and then she'll come down, she'll put the bad kid in their sack and then she'll take you up to the mountain where she puts you in her uh, cauldron and she cooks you and then eats you.
2: Like The reverse Santa Claus.
1: That's, our, that's, the,
2: that's the story we grew up with.
0: <laughs> wow. So,
2: would you say that Iceland in general is primarily like marine like do y'all have a lot of fishermen since it's an island or are there other industries that are equally um successful there
1: so when I was younger it was more mainly you know fish but today I I think uh tourism has kind of gone way above fishing. I think that's where the main money is now, is tourism. So I think it it was um, only a handful of years ago when tourism all of a sudden boomed, and it was like 2 million tourists in one year, and you you only have like 365,000 people living there, and having that many tourists, it just kind of overwhelmed them. They didn't know what to do. There weren't enough Um, toilets for goodness. You would have people pooping all over. And it became it became a problem. And so (laughs) the
2: that the side of Iceland you don't know about. Yeah. That
0: and that's the shitty thing like no pun intended. Um people are just generally disrespectful to everything, aren't they? (laughs) Like like, let's go to this beautiful place and just shit everywhere. That's (laughs) That seems like a lot. That's in nature. <laughs> <laughs> have they got that sorted out?
1: I hope so. I mean, they do have more. Um, they do have more outdoor bathrooms now, and they've like. It's so weird to go visit those certain places now, like the waterfalls or certain uh, natural hot spots, I guess. Because you before you could just kind of park almost on the side of the road or a tiny parking lot and go, and now all of a sudden it's all, you know, it costs money to go here, or it's it's all become very tourist like, and they like have built bathrooms, and it's like, it's a lot different now. So they've definitely tried everything they could to accommodate more people.
0: With with there being so much before all this tourist industry and everything. And everybody was working out at sea or whatever. Was there, have you ever heard of any kind of strange tales, which I'm sure you've had? But you have anything in specific, like a strange tale at sea?
1: The people who, or the seamen, I guess, I don't know what they're called. C- uh, people people, like, are they called seamen?
0: Yeah, that's what they're called. Um, okay. but we, we get a giggle out of every time we hear it, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are, uh, uh, they usually come out from, you know, when they come back to land and there's like, there's never any doubt in their mind that there is something supernatural out there. Um, I've had I've family members who were seamen, of course, because it was just such a part of, you know, Iceland. They're usually stories about... Like weather warnings, for instance, you know, there might be a storm coming in and they'll get like, they'll hear somebody calling out, you know, time to turn around or, you know, it's just, it's like they feel like somebody's watching over them. Are
2: you going to do like a travel book for people who go to Iceland? So, I, um,
1: so you've written books so you maybe uh can relate to this so when I was uh, writing the book it's like I had my like nose up to a wall and I was trying to read the writing I'm like I need to step back and so I started uh, writing a different smaller book Uh just to get my head back cleared out so I can go back to the other project and so and I'm almost finished with that book now and that's a smaller booklet about the west fjords and it's like let's say if you were gonna drive the coastline and that specific coastline is known for witchcraft Mm. and it's like covered in stories so i've kind of like made you know here are the farms or the places where these ghost stories or these witchcraft stories or elf stories occurred so you can drive up that fjord and read about its um stories
2: when you you get to the place where you want to like make some money and take a group a small group of chosen people back to Iceland to do these tours call me because I'm on board this is this is this is how I want to see Iceland
1: (laughs) that's awesome
2: well would you say the witchcraft there is more like because I know like for here there's a lot of folklore and, like, what mm-hmm. your grandmother taught you, and that's really, or our, our great-grandmother, is something that's, like, passed down. Like, I know, like, sweeping in the spring to do a spring cleaning, that's really, like, a, I hate to say a form of witchcraft, but it, it is to get that energy out and bring new energy in. Is that what the witchcraft of Iceland is like, or is it, like, heavy-duty, like, sorcery type stuff
1: so today people are very um they're sensitive to dreams like my uh my cousin is named after my great um grandma because when my aunt was pregnant my grandma had a dream that her grandma, who was her mother, came to her and said, I want you to use this. Her name is Christiana. It's like, I I want someone in this family to have this name, and I want you to name this next child that. So that's why my cousin's name is Christiana, because when her mom was pregnant, my grandma had that dream, and she said, you have to name this, because our ancestor came to me in a dream and said, "This this was to be her name. I have so, dreams that
2: come true so I identify with that I think it's very right. important that we pay attention to those things
1: right those are very dreams are very important in Iceland um, both my uh, grandma and great-grandma they um, did readings and so that's very popular in Iceland too everybody dabbles with readings yeah yeah so I don't know it's just like little things like that nothing nothing sorceric about it really
2: yeah and there's no um, draining the blood of a baby
1: <laughs> right no, I'm
2: joking. I mean and there's a lot of misconceptions about like real what they consider witchcraft which would be more like working with herbs or you know like, knowing what you can use to, for medicinal purposes, what type of um, plants you can use and things like that. That's all important stuff, but people were considered witches that practiced that. Yeah. At least here. I don't know about Iceland.
0: Well, here in those, whenever, uh, during the witch persecutions or whatever, if you sneeze too much, they'd be like, Witch! <laughs> <laughs> they, that's just how they were. There's a lot of accusing going on. My wife's uh, grandmother told a story of uh, her dad was apparently a warlock, which I don't know how much goes into it. But when he died, apparently, when, he, on, when he's on the bed and he died, it started smoking and stuff. I, well, I, need, to get, I need to get her on here sometime to tell that story. Cause you do, you do.
2: That's very interesting.
0: Is crazy and I think that she might be a witch <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> my grandmother she had dreams that come that came true and my mom had a sixth sense about people she could tell you all about somebody she meet them one time but for me I was like I've had some dreams that have come true but it's not I don't I can tell the difference when I have them but it's you have to learn how to read the signs in the dreams. Like, I dreamed my cousin got bit by a snake in his arm, and within a week, he had an accident and had to have his arm amputated. So, he didn't get bit by a snake, which is what I saw. So, it's not anything I could have, you know, known ahead of time, but it was just weird.
0: I'm 100% happy that none of my dreams come true. (laughs) You have weird (laughs) dreams? terrifying dreams, actually. (laughs) Some would call them night terrors, but I wouldn't call them that. Uh, I've gotten used to them. So I'm I'm excited for this book to come out because I, I'll, I'll buy it. When you do let it out, you said you're going to put it out on Amazon?
1: That's probably what I'll end up doing because this is just something that I've been doing in my own time. So it's just me, myself, and I basically doing it. Well, let me know.
2: When you get okay. it ready for publication, and I'll have you on my show because we I, I, we usually have authors of nonfiction and fiction and and um, I would love to have you on to talk about it more.
0: For sure, that's yeah. cool. That's a good show. And uh, Hadley, let's run back down down the list. What all do you have come up again?
2: Well, the big thing I have coming up is Weird Reality's one-year anniversary is going to be on Halloween, and we're going to be doing a lot of special things around then. I'm not sure. We're probably doing some giveaways and things like that. You know, um, there's about 10 of us that put things together over there, and about five of us are authors. So we might do some book giveaways and some t-shirt giveaways and, you know, stickers and stuff like that.
0: You know I like free shit, so I'm gonna be there for sure. <laughs> and uh, Lisa, tell them about your websites and everything again.
1: So it's mysticiceland.com, and uh, it, that one is. Uh, it has so if you if you're at, if you find yourself planning a trip to Iceland, and you want to know of locations that have mystical experiences. Um, you can look there because the stories will have certain, um, spots that you can actually find and visit. So if you find a story on there, you'll also find its location. So, and that's my purpose too, is to give, uh, tourists this opportunity to get to know Iceland in a mystical way and learn its history.
2: So how often do you go back?
1: So I was going back a lot until COVID. <laughs> I haven't been back since COVID. I'm hoping I can go back next year. Um,
2: well, keep in touch with me because I want to so, know when you're going back. I, I, might, right. w- I might want to travel over there with you and get you to set me on my way.
1: Tag along.
2: Yeah. As
0: soon as you go off the plane, it awesome. goes that way <laughs>
1: just <laughs> she'll, she'll get rid of that girl.
0: <laughs> and um, so you know where to find us. you can find us on bitshoot.com, twitter, um, anchor.fm, everything at where in the folk and if you want to be a guest, reach out to us through the Twitter or even email me at bipolar underscore teddybear at outlook.com. And hopefully the whole whole cast will be back. We'd love to have you back sometime, Lisa, because it's a lot more. Um, The other guys really wanted to talk to you, but everybody's sick or doing something. (laughs) I think.
2: Well, I'm glad they let me come because I really wanted to talk with you.
0: Hadley, you're welcome anytime. You know that. And thank you for watching us because we're watching you.